Welcome to the Healing Courageously podcast, where we engage in open, honest, and healthy conversations about everything from addiction, abuse, and recovery, to marriage, family, and spirituality. We hope you find this podcast helpful. Our goal is that you will find a new way of living as you look closer at yourself in these areas of your life, which will lead to a new and happier and healthier you. Now, here's your host, Randy Boyd. Greetings, everyone, and thank you to this episode of Healing Courageously. Oh my gosh. I did that one on purpose. You're squealing. I did it on purpose. Yeah, I wanted to squealing. irritate you. Did it work? Yeah. Wow, man. Well, so here we are in the, in the month of February, the month of love. So this month, we got um, four couples, mm-hmm. uh, all going to be talking about the four P's of love. And right. What are those four P's? But wait a minute. Before what? we start that, we got to get into the mood. Oh, that's right. Oh, my gosh. I forgot. When, is today it, or tomorrow? Well, if it works. Oh, man. It's not working. It's not working. We can't. We were going to have some love songs coming on. So, oh, wait. Oh, it's still not working. Oh, well. Oh, well. All right. It was the thought that counts. We so, wanted anyway. to have some love songs. So the four that we're going to do this month. Oh, no. I want to do that. I knew that was going to happen. The four, P's, the four P's of love. So. Wasn't this one of the 90s love songs? I don't know. I wasn't born then. Ah, yeah, you were. (laughs) So this month is going to be on the four P's of love. So we're going to start out the first week. We're going to have patient love. And our guests today, Jared and Alyssa, will be talking about patient love. Where did you find these two at? Well, I kind of birthed one of them. Oh, you did? (laughs) Well, you helped birth one of them, too. I Um, had something to do with it. Yeah. So (laughs) those of you guys that don't know, Jared and Alyssa are our daughter and son-in-law. And so we're going to talk patient love this week with them. Um, And then we have the following week, we're going to have practical love. We're going to have pursuing love. And we're going to have persevering love. So we have a month full of love. And look at Jared's love is just stepped away. <laughs> so um, we know what. There, there was a result of that really good love with him just a minute ago. Yeah, our so. little grandson was there. So, but we know that uh, patient love right now, Jared's showing good patience. Uh, and that's the topic that they're going to be talking about today. So um, what we've done is we've given them a topic and we've asked them to come up with some talking points and yeah. they're just going to kind of be the facilitators of this and so oh and she's back and joining us oh so thanks for having or thanks for joining us thanks um, for having thanks us, for having <laughs> us. Well, i feel like we're in your bedroom or in your living room right now where's your mind at today girl patient right. love it's love month. okay all okay right. all right so we're going to start out with the first question for you guys and you guys can you know you guys pick and choose who's going to answer however you want to do it um but what is patient love to you? Let's go to the Bible. See what it says about that. It's a good start. First Corinthians 13, four through seven says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. 
It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Mm, that's good. And that pretty much explains what patient love is or what it should be in a marriage. And the most important one of those, they're all important. <laughs> we talk about this quite a bit, is we never keep track of wrongs. Mm -hmm. that's it's like why is that useful to keep track of wrongs because it's done and over with so it's like discuss it sit down talk about it i mean mom and i we in 2004 um without a fear that i had you know mom's mom has never once and and literally not once has she ever thrown out a fear in my face right once and it's it it, it doesn't do any good to bring up the past yeah Mm. And you guys, I think, had uh, early on in your relationship, even before marriage, you had an opportunity to practice patient love, um, which probably didn't feel very patient in the moment. But what can you share about that? That uh, what what did you learn in that process? Patience. <laughs> what patience really was? <laughs> yeah, how to trust not just him, but trust God through the process as well trust myself through the process because this was like a big a big point for me after coming out of a divorce and entering a new relationship and now boom here's troubles and I had to be patient and learn how to handle it in a healthy way in a healthy manner this time around versus how I used to handle it um so it did require a lot of patience on my end to forgive him to work with him, to trust the process, and yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, mean, I had to be patient with with the process on my end because I was the one having to put everything in action, yeah. Not mm-hmm. just you know say okay I'm you know I'm here I'm there this is what I did or you know I was. I was dropping my my location pin where I was, you know, and sending it to her. I was taking selfies with with buddies so she knew where I was, you know. Bank statements. Um, bank statements, everything. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it, it comes down to you know, with with the love keeps no record. I'm gonna let her down. She's gonna let me down she's going to act a fool. I'm going to act a fool, you know, but we're still here for each other. We're still, we're not going to run at the first sign of, of something going wrong. Now we have the tools to, to help guide us through those. We have people like you in our lives who can guide us through it. Um, and it's just, you got to stay true. Mm-hmm. That's good. You know, it's with patience. Today's sermon at our church, Pastor Jordan was talking about um, the speed of God. Mm. How fast does God really walk? You know, how fast does He walk? And you think about His adventures. He's going to see Darius, right? And He ran across the woman at the uh, at the well on his on his way to see Darius, and He was in no hurry. When He got there, He wasn't in a hurry to finish conversation. He just stayed there in the moment. And, and what it boils down to is that God walks 
at three miles per hour. Mm -hmm. Or Jesus walked at three miles per hour. So it's being patient and waiting for God's timing, which we, you know, our timing, if he just did it as fast as we wanted it to, it'd be better. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that the patient comes like with you and with mom and I, it's, it's God's doing the work in us and you just got to be patient. It's hard sometimes. Yeah. So that kind of leads to the question, how do you, how do you sit with patience? How do you sit with patience? I mean, what do you do in that process? What's, what do you, how do you guys work through that time where you have to just be patient? Sometimes it's just being still. Um, so how do you work through that? What are, what are your tools that you use that you can share with others in that process? My anxiety kicks in and I rage clean my house. <laughs> That's how I be patient because it takes my mind off things. Uh -huh. That works for you. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> And that's what productive. Works for you. <laughs> I've been yeah, really productive lately. Yeah. Productive patience. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Um, with me, it's it's really one of the the biggest tools in my in my bag that I've that I've um been honing and and you know utilizing to the best of my ability is the ability to just take a breath you know, and, and actually exercise the, the definition of patience. Because uh, I've always been somebody who is very quick to act, um, quick to anger. Um, so, you know, so if I just, even if it's just a fleeting moment that is, is a break in between, it, it kind of still jol jolts me out of it and goes, oh, oh wait, okay, let, let's think about this. How are we actually going to um, do this instead of, you know, all of a sudden we're at DEFCON 2 and, you know, things are, kids are, <laughs> there's a war path. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's more responding than it is reacting. Mm -hmm. yeah, taking the time to, okay, I, I can't react to this. I got to learn how to respond to this and what's going to be. Yeah. We talk about, talk about this all the time. The first thought of your mind is not usually the best thing to be saying. Right. Yeah, not the, not the best yeah, reaction. There's a lot of patients involved in a lot of different areas and relationships. So. Yeah. And, and in those relationships, you guys, I mean, Alyssa's had two daughters from a previous marriage. And so Jared came into a family. You're looking at her like, you did? <laughs> um, and Jared, for you, that was something new you were stepping into as well. Well, not kind of, kind of new to you. Um but it was new in the sense that now you have two more people to learn patience with <laughs> two more girls to learn patience with, which I think is a lot different than boys. Mm -hmm. um, so for you, how did you handle that? Because I know that's not an easy place to step into. Um, and I know you've been in a relationship before where there was another child, but that's, it's not easy, no matter, especially when it's not your, I mean, it's hard enough when it is your children, let alone not your children. Um, and they they know other people in their lives. And so now you're new coming in. How did you display patience for them? Because remember, our kids are mimicking everything that we teach them. So I'd like to kind of get your idea of how it felt coming into that and then how you managed to be a patient stepdad or stepped into that role. Well, I I was lucky enough to have a, a very good role model when it comes to being um, a step parent. I had a, a stepfather that stepped into my life and took over the, the fatherly role 100%. Uh, 
Um, I did not see my biological father or anything like that. And he, he took me under, under his wing, like I was his own and, you know, my sister as well. Um, so I think growing up in that kind of environment already in a blended family, you see that and it's, I mean, is it, is it perfect? No, but, um, he, he loved me like any of his other kids Mm -hmm. and that's all that I could ask for. Um, I was able to, to transfer that when I got into, um, you know, both of my, my marriages. Um, but it, it, it really is, it's, it's an act of love and it's a labor of love to step into a relationship and take on a role that, yes, I'm there as the daily, um, a daily father, I guess, day-to-day father. I I don't know how else to say it, but father figure, Mm -hmm. but also explain to them that I'm not here to take that place of their father. Right. Um, And I, I am sure to mention that every time that we have conversations, because the girls will, will talk to me, you know, about feelings that they might be having towards their dad and stuff. And, you know, I just, I always just reinforce both for, for Alyssa and myself that we're always here for them. We will always be there for them. I know I'm not here to take the place of anybody, but I'm here in this, in this role right now. And if they need somebody to talk to about that, I'm here. And it's, it's things like that, that, that really differentiate the, the, you know, stepdad or, you know, cause me, it's a stepdad at home that's actually caring and supportive, mm-hmm. you know, where, you know, they may, ha- they may have their, their stories from their friends that are, Oh, my, my, you know, stepdad doesn't want anything to do with me. Anytime like I, he goes outside, smokes a cigarette, drinks a fifth of Jack Daniels and, you know, doesn't want anything to do with me. Um, I'm very engaged in their, in their lives. I mean, I've been fighting alongside her for Adeline, you know, for all of the services that she needs and in, in the, the troubles that she has, um, struggles that she has at school. I'm right there alongside her. Yeah. You know, there's, there's not, I don't think another kind of, you know, love that's there that, that offers itself like that, but an unconditional love that you have to have when you step into a relationship with somebody who already has children. Right. right. And you learn how to be patient very quickly in that process and yeah. figuring out your role, being patient with yourself too, on how you show up in that role, because it's not always an easy role to step into. Right. So you have to, you know, give yourself some mm-hmm. grace and patience as well. I, I, I remember one day, I think Jared and I were driving somewhere and I was observing Jared, how he was with the girls. And it was just like, I was astounded that with, how fatherly like and loving he was towards the girls. And I, and I asked him, Jerry, what, what, what's up with you and the girls? How come you're, you know, you're so good with them, blah, 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 blah. And pretty much what he's saying right now is exactly what he told me back then is that his, his stepfather stepped in as a real father and he had sisters that he grew up with. So, you know, um, he, he's true to his word and he always has been. And I, and I will say, and Jared knows this, um, that you know i'm real glad that he is my daughter's husband number one because he also treats her like a queen but he treats my granddaughters like princesses um you know it it, i don't think you can say that about a whole lot of step parents i'm sure they're out there so i don't want to discard the ones that are good but i 
was one of those people. Actually, yeah, Kathy was. She was a great stepmom to Danny. I mean, she loved him just like her own kid. But it is a new, it's, it's a new it's, patience that you right, have to learn. Exactly. Uh, especially not yeah. having kids coming into that at that time. Right. And then with, with Adeline, like you say, you've been fighting with Alyssa the whole time. Her and then now Maverick, man. <laughs> now little Maverick. He, he's a riot, you know. Both my grandsons are just absolutely um, they're hilarious, you know. It's just they they both got their own personalities. Maverick is just I can't say enough about him. <laughs> so but I, yeah, we're just proud that that Jared is yeah. uh, in our family and is looking out for our granddaughters and my and, and our daughter. Yeah, I agree. Um you know, with all of that, though, I, you know, why is it so important that we have patient love? What's the, I mean, to you guys, let me just hear your version of why it's important to have patient love. <laughs> Sorry, the girls came out. They're sneaking in the back there. They're trying to go outside. They've been wild together. Um, why is it important to have patient love? Um, it just helps keep the relationship meaningful and inspiring. Mm, I love that. It helps keep us, you know, connected as well. You know, we're not patient. We're short with each other. We're short with each other. There's a disconnect there. And there's a disconnect there. Everything kind of falls apart. Um, so it just kind of keeps us aligned. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's it's almost like if 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 you're not making a conscious effort to learn and appreciate your loved one more and more every day, you know, are you really expressing that love? Yeah. Is she's going to have needs that, that morph every day, you know, her need, you know, yesterday was laundry, but it's not today. You know, maybe it was, you know, give me time so I can take a nap or something, you know, I mean, needs change and and that's that's one thing that you also need to know is you know what you did yesterday isn't isn't going to necessarily be as appreciative as <laughs> as what needs to be done today and um yeah we still have to finish laundry today though <laughs> but isn't that something that is ongoing never changes in a household of, of people yes you know, it, it, you know, it's really important, too, with the patients, especially when you have a disagreement and you both need your time alone. Just pull apart. Just, I, I just got to think about this. Process I just, it. Yeah, you know, I got to process this whole thing. And it, that's a time that can be extremely hard to be patient in because we you know, tend to want the answers right away. Mm -hmm. there, there, there's times with mom and I that, you know, I flat told mom, I don't like you right now. I, I still love her. I, I love her. I don't like you right now. She usually turns to me and says, well, I don't like myself either. So yeah. I don't blame you. Not Start like to it. call myself out on that. So, I, But then at that point, I know I got to be patient with her. She's got to be patient with me. And we just kind of let each other do what we got to do. Um, like, cause like you, like you say, Jared, we're, we're going to have down days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're just going to have bad days. That's just life. We're not perfect all the time. So, yeah. you know, yeah. Has there ever been, I, this is kind of a loaded question, but has there ever been a, a time where you guys haven't been with patient with each other and what, what's the outcome? I mean, be real. We, you know, we have outcomes of our behaviors and, and when we're not patient, how does it affect not only you, but how does, I mean, the whole family is affected by it. So it's really important to kind of think about it that way. Yeah. The whole 
dynamic of our household changes. Kids freak out. Kids start acting up because they don't know what's happening. You know, for my, for the girls, they've been through a divorce. And I know in the past, Adeline specifically has been very triggered by him and I arguing. Yeah. Um, and it's not even, it could be a little argument and she gets very anxious and very worried. So then we have to shift to that while also trying to deal with whatever we've got going on. And then there's the other kids. It's just, it's, it's a lot. And it just shifts the entire feeling of the whole household. Mm-hmm. It sounds kind of everybody spiraling in their own ways. Right. And I think that's really important to remember, you know, how we show up or how you show up as parents and as husband and wife in your home is setting that example for the kids too. And, you know, patience, I don't think is something that you just have, you have to learn patience. Mm -hmm. And I, it's like most things like we talk about, we learn by an example as children. And so you're teaching your kids, the elements of patience, what it looks like and what it doesn't look like. And uh, I think that's really important that we are reminded of that. It's one of the things I talk about quite a bit is that we are, it's like monkey see monkey do. Mm-hmm. They're going to, they're going to do everything that, that we reflect everything to them. So it's really key that, um, that we're aware of that as parents, um, as a married couple. Um, and not only that, I mean, it, you know, in our church environment, everywhere else, I mean, it, it, <laughs> it can carry over everywhere. I think it's important too. You know, I've had times, especially with my almost 13 year old where I'm not very patient in love and I lose it on her and, you know, she doesn't like it. Now, now who would? Um, and after I, and it's, it could be nothing to do with her. A lot of times it's usually nothing to do with her and everything going on with me. Mm-hmm. Right. So after the fact, I go in there and I apologize to her and I explain to her, you know, Hey, I'm struggling or, you know, I keep it to in terms to so she understands that it's not her it's me but also doesn't worry about whatever else is going on and I apologize for the way that I behave and tell her that I will make an effort to do better next time and I think that's super important these days as well to go in and you know make your let your kids know it's not them right I I think what she said the key word in that I'll make an effort right to do different. I promise you, I won't do this again. Too many parents do that, and that's where they get ourselves in trouble, man. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, you look at me like that. Sound <laughs> the trauma. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> she knows that because for years that's how I was when I was drinking and, and out doing the things, and then and so it, it it's become as you know she's learned just like Jared has learned that it's you make the effort. Right. We don't want to promise our kids because we are fallible. We are gonna we're all gonna trip, mm-hmm. right? And if you start promising them things and you trip just once, it can just crush them. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think when you look at this whole thing about patient love, right, just go back to 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. And that, that in my view, is the glue to a healthy household. Right. Patient love. Right. Not perfect love, but patient love. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So as we get ready to close out, um, do you have any anything that you'd like to kind of close with? Anything you want to share that we haven't covered? And it's okay to say no, because <laughs> this is how we fly on these uh, on these podcasts. Or here's how I do it with it. Is there a question you wish we would answer? Uh, you we wish we would have asked? asked? I don't think so. 
Okay. I think we've, we've kind of molded everything that, that we had kind of into the, the several that you've asked already. Yeah. I don't think there's anything that we missed on it. Okay. Well, that is good. We hope that um, you guys, we had fun with you guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Not only are they our kids, but we did uh, marriage counseling with them. That was a lot of fun. I'm always fun. Yeah, we, yeah, have, we have a fun yeah, time. You are. <laughs> <laughs> we have a fun time. So we're going to go ahead and we'll close this out. Thank you guys for having us. Thank um, you. We look forward to uh, all of our podcasts this month. Yeah, we got and, quite a few. Uh, yeah, so as we close out this, or as we get into the month of February, um, we have a call to action. So as you're listening to our podcast, mm -hmm. you may be watching it on mm -hmm. YouTube. We would like for you guys to tag a friend, invite a friend to the page, tag a friend, like the page. You know, we want to make sure we're drawing in as many people because we know that there are people out there struggling in a lot of these areas that we talk about. And it's really important that we get connected with them. And we also just want to remind you that we do have life coaching services available, mm -hmm. both for marriage counseling, premarital counseling, trauma, trauma symbus, you name it. Um, addiction. We, addiction. Uh, yeah. yeah. Abuse, of any, well any type Abuse of, of any, yeah, kind. any kind. We're very well-rounded. So we would, uh, if you have any questions at all, we're still running our free 30-minute coaching consultation. So reach out to us for that. And then um, my last little pitch is on our donations for the Courageous Healers Foundation. Um, we are a nonprofit foundation. We work solely on donations. We help many women, men, and their families um, through traumas, through just general um, counseling guidance if they need it, coaching as they need it. And we rely on your donations to help support that. Uh, many of our, our clients uh, have little or no funds to pay for it. And so any donation that you make, if you want to set up on a monthly donation, you can do that. Um, or if you want to just pitch one, if you don't have any, pray for us. Keep the foundation in your daily prayers. And you can make your donations by visiting uh, CourageousHealers.org. CourageousHealers.org um, is our website there. And what else you have on your books? Well, we get the books, but also make sure on the life coaching that when they go there, if they're interested in life coaching, fill out the contact form, click the little box, and then uh, send us a, a message. Um, if you want that half hour free coaching, yep. but also by doing that, they're going to get my free 30 day devotional to wholeness. And before you go further, that website for that is change your life story Change your life Okay. So you get that free as well. And as, PDF. So you don't have PDF, to right, right. carry around a book. And then we got, we got, we got, we got, we got the, my book, healing the wounded child within. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, that book with a workbook right here and the 30-day devotional, they're all available on Amazon. They're all available paperback. Um, the, the Healing the New Child Within 30-day devotional to wholeness is paperback and Kindle and Healing the New Child Within is with, on Audible as well. And In it is Spanish, now... It is called Sanar Las Heredias del Niño Interior in Spanish. <laughs> so hold it up to you. So there it is right there. Okay. So that's also available on Amazon. Uh, I believe it's in paperback and on Kindle. Perfect. Okay. All right. I think we got it covered. Think that's it? Yeah. Well, all righty then. So we thank you all for joining us, uh, Jared and Alyssa. Thank you very much. We enjoyed having you on today. Uh, you're a blessing in our life. We mm -hmm. want you to know that. 
And to all those listening, if nobody's told you they love you today, Randy does. Kathy does. More importantly, God, God does. does. Be blessed, everybody. Have a great, great day. This has been Healing Courageously with Randy Boyd. We will have a new episode every Monday. Please like us on iTunes or Google Play. If you would like to know more about the services available from Randy, please visit him at changeyourlifestorynow.com. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll see you next week. And remember, if nobody tells you they love you today, Randy does.